Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. The Saudi prince has been given immunity. Special counsel's been named. A lot of things happening. Uh, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland, of course, uh, appointed a special counsel to the Mar-a-Lago and January 6th cases involving former President Donald Trump. We'll take a look at uh, why a special counsel, what that means, what that looks like. And then, of course, uh, the uh, announcement as well on the Saudi prince uh, being have, having immunity. We're going to break that down. And so to, to do all of that, we have to go to the ultimate inside source when it comes to all things legal. KSL's legal analyst, Greg Scordis. Uh, Greg, thanks for joining us today. Nice to be with you, Boyd. So let's let's start with the uh, attorney general and the appointment of the special counsel. Uh, tell us what that actually means. Uh, what uh, what are we likely to see in the days ahead? So oftentimes, Boyd, when there is a prosecution going on, especially in this case or an, an alleged prosecution uh, by, uh, let's say, a, 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 an administration that's Democrat against a target who's Republican, to avoid the appearance of impropriety or conflict, the prosecutor will appoint what's called a special counsel. And so that's what they've done here. Merrick Garland has said, look, uh, the, the Trump people have said that I'm biased or I'm sort of Biden's sort of lackey. So I, I'm going to have a special prosecutor do it. And so he's appointed a man named Jack Smith, who is a former uh, DOJ prosecutor who's now doing international crimes for the Hague as the special prosecutor in this case to give more independence to the decision whether to prosecute or not. I think it's an interesting thing, and I appreciated the way that Merrick Garland laid that out in the context of former President Trump has already announced he is running for president in 2024. President Biden has hinted that that is what he is intending to do. And so that ability for Merrick Garland to say, look, just to avoid any of this, I'm going to appoint this counsel. Uh, talk about the autonomy that that special counsel will have, which will really put it outside of uh, of Merrick Garland in a lot of spaces, not completely, but in uh, in a lot of ways. Yeah, so that's a good question, and and it's no it's no coincidence that this special prosecutor is appointed two days after uh, former President Trump announced his candidacy, because that sort of places him in in that position that you've talked about as uh, you know arguably. Uh, you know, in a position where a, a biased prosecution could occur. But a special counsel is really has the same authority and jurisdiction as the as the, the Department of Justice itself. So they'll grant him almost like a deputy status mm-hmm. uh, to work for to work as though he was a prosecutor with their agency, but independent of their agency. So his prosecuting decisions 
whether to prosecute and how to prosecute are independent of the Department of Justice and Merrick Garland. Uh, I think that's so uh, important, and uh, I've been going through some of the the details there, and and it really is an interesting thing because Merrick Garland really couldn't remove uh, Jack Smith um, unless he really thought there was something being done uh, that was egregious or or just way outside the line. It couldn't be I don't like where you're headed or you're not moving fast enough or you're you're going too fast. Uh, he can't really take uh, him off that case just for those kinds of reasons. Uh, which, again, kind of increases that autonomy and, and a little bit of that separation I think people uh, want to see. No, you're exactly right. And that's why you have a special counsel. The Department of Justice may not like what, what he does. Uh, the Trump administration may not like what he does. Uh, but he's independent. He's special counsel. And if he decides prosecution will not occur, Merrick Garland, based on this appointment, cannot and will not override that. That decision will be made independent of the current uh, attorney general. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, well, I think that's a good thing in terms of building trust in uh, the process, which I think is the the important thing for all of us as citizens as we watch this uh, continue to play out. Obviously, a lot of high stakes and a lot of political implications in all of that. Uh, let's shift gears now and uh, turn our attention to the Saudi prince, the immunity granted to the Saudi prince. Explain this to us. Well, so the Biden administration has asked a United States court uh, to grant him immunity and, and shield him from this civil lawsuit that's been filed by uh, Khashoggi's uh, fiance and an international organization. They filed this lawsuit against the crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, but he's now the head of state for that, for that country. So he's the, the, the Saudi head of state, and in that capacity, uh, common law and, and international law says that he cannot be sued as head of state. So while he occupies that position, the Biden administration is telling the court here, you cannot proceed against him. Now, there are other people named, uh, 28 other people, and, and the lawsuit can proceed against them. But as to the crown prince himself, the government, the Biden administration is asking that that lawsuit not move forward. Uh, I think that's so uh, interesting. It's such an interesting one to uh, to look at, especially uh, as you look at the the death of someone uh, like Khashoggi, uh, there's so many additional implications beyond the tragic loss of his life, but what it means in terms of uh, freedom of speech and the press and so many other things that get layered into this. Um, uh, so, what what do you anticipate to see moving forward on this? Does that mean just nothing happens here uh, in the U.S. with the suit uh, filed uh, by his fiance? Uh, what what can we expect to see coming up next? Well, I, I think it, it's up to the judge now, and, and of course the decision may be appealed no matter what he or he she decides, whether or not to grant this immunity. So it, it's a request, it's a suggestion, it's a it's a it's a motion, if you will, uh, to give immunity to the to the crown prince himself. And and as you, you probably know, there's some interesting politics going on behind this too, because the United States is trying to reestablish some relationships with the Saudis 
uh, to free up the oil market. And uh, Biden has shifted gears on that a little bit, too. So the whole thing is sort of suspect. But uh, and and it remains to be seen whether the judge will grant the immunity. But coming from the Biden administration, that's pretty powerful. Yeah. And then finally, real quickly, Greg, before we let you go, uh, is is there any are there any international courts then that have a chance of, of finding that kind of justice for Khashoggi's killing? There really aren't. There could be other courts. For example, the killing occurred in Istanbul, so they mm. they may be able to bring a lawsuit there. Uh, of course, it wouldn't be quite as as powerful maybe as one in the United States, or they could bring a lawsuit in Saudi Arabia. But of course, that would be a waste of time right. uh, because he's the crown prince. But yeah, I mean this this was I think the plaintiff's best shot was to file it, and it's an interesting standard that allows this to occur. Some some statutes that allow. Uh, certain terrorist type uh, acts to be brought in in U.S. courts in situations like this. Uh, great insight as always, Greg Scordis, KSL's legal analyst, our ultimate inside source, and you can often hear him as part of KSL at night. Uh, great commentary there as well, Greg. Always appreciate your perspective. Always feel smarter after we've had a discussion. <laughs> Thanks, Boyd. All right, that wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We'll step aside for some top of the hour news. When we come back, don't go anywhere. We're going to kick off hour number two with a little think again moment. Elon Musk is issuing an ultimatum to Twitter employees. What does it mean? What does it mean about our culture? What does it tell us? We're going to dive into that coming up next. Stick around. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.